Hello, this is Joel Foreman, host of the Bitter Comics Podcast. Before we get started with this episode, I just need to make a couple of corrections. One, in the episode we talk about it being episode 117, that is not correct. This is actually episode 118 of the Bitter Comics Podcast. So, don't blame my guests, that was my fault. And the other correction is... The apologies that I made, I picked up the wrong list. And now, I can't find the right list. So I have two choices. One, I can go back and listen to episode 117 again and make a new list of things to apologize for. Or, two, I can just apologize for the entire episode. So, thinking about it, which requires the least amount of work? So... I would like to apologize for the entire episode 117 of the Bitter Comics Podcast. And for my laziness. And I'm sorry to black people. Always got to apologize to black people. Okay. There you go. Enjoy episode 118 of the Bitter Comics Podcast. This is Will Tinkin. Thanks for listening to the Bitter Comics Podcast. And here's your host, J.T. Foreman. Good job, dude. Can I have a high five? Yes. Good job. That's really nice. Hello, and welcome to episode 117 of the Bitter Comics Podcast. I am J.T. Foreman, and I am here with some very good friends. Uh, Philip Pareto, the head honcho of Tickle Me Entertainment. What's up, Joel? Just happy to be here. How's it going? And Roxy Stedeva. Hi. Hi, how are you? She is the uh, the PR coordinator, is that right, for yeah. uh, for uh, Tickle Me Entertainment here in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's, that's, right, right. that's right. Hello. How's it going, guys? We are in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. although if you look around, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> We're in well, a no, box the, right now, I, which is my office. Well, you know, I see a picture of Don Rickles, so I figure we're probably in the vicinity of a casino somewhere. Right, right. <laughs> uh, well, we begin once again with our opening segment. JT was a real prick last week, in which I apologize for the cruel, offensive, and probably racist things I said last episode. <laughs> now, this is episode 117, so for my insensitivity in episode 116, I would like to apolo- apologize to black people, <laughs> hills, and curiosity. If you'd like to know why I'm apologizing to these things, check out episode 116 and all our previous episodes at bittercomics.podbean.com. And if you would like to subscribe to the podcast, just go to that website, scroll down a little bit, and on the right-hand side of the page, you will find uh, links to subscribe using iTunes, Google, or my Yahoo. Or just go to the, uh, the iTunes store, and you can find the podcast there. Just look up Bitter Comics. And if you feel I owe any additional apologies, send us an email to bittercomics at hotmail.com. And in the subject line, please put, dude, you wore a pink polo shirt? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Or guy great. and gal? Great, 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 great. Just happy to be on this podcast. And uh, um, now I'm curious. Now I want to listen to episode 116. <laughs> So uh, wh- so you, so, how long have you been doing this, JT? Uh, about four or five years now. I, I had intended for it to do to be weekly, uh-huh. but I end up missing a lot because it's it's yeah. uh, it's you know people are 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 generous enough to donate their time. Uh-huh. You know, I I so when I can find a generous person is basically when I get to do an uh-huh. episode. Well, and so well, you look you're looking at the wrong people. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> This guy thinking, this guy, you think this is going to be free, JT? Man? Are well, we, we're going to want some drinks after no, this. No, you're, you're a Las Vegas <laughs> agent. I expect this to cost me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're sharks over here. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, thanks a lot for uh, for inviting me to, to come out to Vegas and and for uh, for helping me uh, get a couple of shows while I'm here. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no uh, problem, man. they got to see your stuff. they got to see your work. And, and, and especially uh, the... Um, the what was what was the name of the band we saw last night? Generations. The Generation Band. Yes. Yeah that 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 was a really great show. It's uh, at Paris. Was it Monday through Thursday nights? Uh, it's, starting at it's, eight. Yeah, it's actually um, Tuesday through um, Saturday. Tuesday, oh, Tuesday through, through Saturday. Saturday. Cool. Saturday nights, and the lead singer is Polita Dinesh. 
um, who was on Disney uh, for on the Disney tour for seven years, and she was in Peep Show as well. She has her own uh, nonprofit foundation here in Vegas called the Positively Arts Foundation, where she gives funding to schools for the uh, to increase their arts programs. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's, it's just a. a She's a friend of mine. It's a great band, and it, yeah, it was a good night. Yeah, it yeah. was it was a lot of fun, and you know they uh, they were taking requests, which uh, I I just uh, imagine um, being well versed enough in all of you know modern music that any just about any song someone might come up and say play this, you know it, you know that. I, I don't. I have a hard time memorizing memorizing a five minute comedy set. <laughs> I don't know how they managed to memorize probably hundreds, maybe a thousand songs. Yeah, the amazing thing about the Generation Band is that they have like great pitch. All of them, you know, all five members, they all sing. They're yeah. all great musicians, and um, they all have great pitch. So even if they don't know the song, they know how it goes. So they could just like within a matter of seconds just yeah. play the mu- play it real quick on their instruments and figure out how it goes and then they could just you know sing it yeah well you know while, while I was watching the show I was trying to think of a good song to request I wanted something I, I wanted to come up with something that's not the standard that everyone thinks of but something that I wasn't so obscure not that I'm a huge uh, uh, music geek or anything and I know all of the the stuff no one's ever heard of and it, the song I thought I was gonna uh, ask them to play is Girl Money by Kicks which it was by a hair band in the in the in the early 90s oh nice but yeah I, they, like, I think they would have known that they would have known you think, that song I, yeah. I should have, maybe maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to go over to that show again while I'm here and and, and, and see if see if they know that one because uh I, I don't know why. I just always thought that that was uh, that was a, a cool. It, are you familiar with that one? Or? No. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a guy singing. If it's a hair band, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's it's a guy singing about going out and spending a bunch of money on checks. Uh, basically, that's okay. it. I mean, All right, that's never been <laughs> sung it's, about it's pretty, before. You know, that's, that's what most of the mo- <laughs> most of the glam rock songs were about was was partying, basically. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? Well, that's, yeah, this is true. This is true. All right, so you uh, you are a stand-up comedian yourself as well right. as uh, um, a manager and mm-hmm. for uh, – would it be manager or agent for, for, mm-hmm. for some other actor? So, yeah. Um, well, my company is Tickle Me Entertainment, and so we do show production, talent management, and marketing. <clears throat> and so we have, a, um, we have a band that we manage. We have a couple of – couple of comedians that we book um so we do we we do both you know and we have um um, some public speakers that we manage as well yeah i met uh ray uh, salon ray salon last night a really cool guy yeah he's great um so in the wolf of wall street there was an asian guy in the wolf of wall street and and that asian guy basically depicted three of the real uh, Oakmont Stratton stockbrokers that worked there at the time, yeah. and so basically what uh, um, what they did was they took those three characters and, and, and made them into one like character in the movie. Yeah, and so Ray Salon was one of those um, Asian stockbrokers, and um, so he um, he had to leave Oakmont Stratton. And you know, at, at the next firm that he was at, well, I saw the movie. Everyone had to leave. Oakmont yeah, and, 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 yeah, every, everyone, everyone, yeah. Everyone had to leave. And, and what they did was, what they did was, they um, opened up other firms yeah. that they, they they would all work at. And it was at one of the other firms that he got pinched at, and then he had to serve time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But now he's a motivational speaker. Um, you know, he's he talks about health. He talks about fitness. Talks about you know money, sales. Yeah. Um, it's it's just he's just an intense um, speaker, and it's just like different from a lot of the speakers that are out there right now. Cool. Well, yeah, you know, listening to him talk, it it, it sounded like he was he was a, a very not not uh, like in your face in a friendly way, right? You know, uh-huh. it's like he's he's right there and he's not going to be ignored, but he's also not going to intimidate. You know, he's he's just right. he's he's just one of those guys you you might want to not like him, but you can't. 
<laughs> you know, he just right. you, you just whether you like it or not, you like him. He's he's just a, he's a really cool dude. I, I hate guys like that. <laughs> I wish I were one. I can't I can't do that. Uh, but uh, no, he, he seemed really cool. I, I I'd love to see one of his uh, motivational speeches sometime. Is he does he have any stuff up on YouTube or anything? Or no, not right now. We just started uh, managing him. He's been doing okay. it really informally. Okay, the, he's he's been out of jail for like eight years, so he's been doing it informally in that time. And now we want to. Um, brand and market and package him and and have him go out there and share uh his his knowledge and information and yeah. um and inspire people cool cool mm-hmm. awesome all right so you've got uh you've got you said you you book entertainment comedy and uh, sure. what, what what comedians are you working with specifically right now well, um, I work a lot with Roger Rod from L.A., okay. Shang Forbes from L.A., um, Vince Royale from L.A., uh, Don Barnhart from here in Las Vegas. Yeah, he's uh, a comedy hypnotist. We saw him last night at right. uh, uh, Treasure Island. Yep, yeah, yep. that was a great show. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's, a, he's both a headlining stand-up comedian and also a, a headliner hypnotist. He's the only hypnotist that... Uh, um, U.S. military allows to perform around uh, the wow. bases around the world. Yeah, I remember him during the show mentioned that he he's uh, he's gone overseas to to perform for the troops. That's really cool. Yeah. As as a former troop, I, I I personally appreciate that too. I, I, that's one thing in in one of my one of my goals in uh, in doing entertainment myself is I would love to to go on a a, a tour with the U, USO and, and and perform for the troops. I was in the Navy for eight years and, and you know spent a, a bit of time overseas and it it right. it. it, it it would be, you know, great to have that little piece of America come and show up just, just to, to remind you uh, what you're doing there. Yeah, if you're a former military, you could actually just, like, there are a couple of organizations. There's USO, and I think there's another one, MWW, where you can, you know, apply yourself as a comedian to oh, cool. perform overseas, you know. I mean, other than that, you have to go with comics that want to bring you along. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to have to look that up. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, all right. So, um, and the uh, that show at um, uh, Treasure Island, uh, the you were telling me that the the showroom where that was taking uh, place in the uh, Kahunaville Lounge. Yeah, Kahunaville uh, Showroom. Yeah. Uh, Kahunaville Showroom. That uh-huh. you uh, you actually uh, do a lot of shows there. So yeah. Uh, so um, Kahunaville, the restaurant and the showroom, they're our uh, one of our clients. For Tickle Me Entertainment. So we provide marketing services and, and PR services for them. And we focus mostly on the showroom and the shows that they have in there. So um, the Island Heat show, which is a, a Polynesian uh, doo-wop and, and, and pop show with singers and dancers from Broadway, an Elvis tribute artist, uh, uh, Bruno Mars's father, Peter Hernandez, is his cool. uh, former doo-wop Hall of Fame um, artists, uh, they're all in the show. Wow. And it's five days a week, Thursday to Monday, 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. And so I do the marketing for that show, make sure that show's full. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, when that show is dark, I put in all different kinds of shows in there. And one of them that you saw was Don Barnhart's show last yeah. night. Yeah, and I know you've been uh, working with um, uh, Refried Comedy uh, uh, a bit recently also, and, and you... Uh you do a show there every two or three months uh, for uh, refried comedy in that in that showroom as well. Yeah, well, and not only in that showroom, in other locations in Las Vegas as okay, well. Cool. You know, we try to uh, do a refried show uh, once a quarter, and uh, refried comedy has just been great. I mean, it started off with just booking Latino artists in in uh, Hollywood, and for the past ten years, it's been. Um, uh, continually been a sold out monthly comedy show in uh, LA and uh, now it's we're spreading our wings so now it's in Las Vegas Fresno um, El Paso New York New Jersey Connecticut uh, Chicago so it's all over the place now Cool. Yep. All right now uh, I want to ask uh, about you personally Uh, okay you know I'm sure you get this uh, you've gotten this a million times but what what made you decide to start doing stand-up comedy and what it was it that made you start doing the marketing and promoting for for other acts okay so what made me start doing stand-up comedy was divorce uh, <laughs> divorce will do that divorce will do that to you you know hey look it's phil gravier the phil de gravier the hypnotist 
Phil DeGravier, the hypnotist, is here. Hey, have a seat. We are on a podcast right now, uh, JT Foreman's podcast from um, from uh, Fresno. And uh, here, get, get on the mic. It's hot. All done. I was just talking about how he got into whoa, whoa, stand-up whoa. comedy. Whoa. You can't pull it all the way because we got the. Uh, I, so our, it's only right. a, it's oh, only right. a couple of foot mic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you are just ruining this guy, this podcast. What are you doing, <laughs> Phil? You're supposed to make things easier for people, and now. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Two yeah, of my mic cords are only like four feet long, or something. Yeah. So. Uh, Phil. All right, so we're uh, moving around here. Phil, would you sit your ass down and talk there already? We go. We've got to get this podcast going. We've got 30 million <laughs> listeners right now, and all you can do is, like, Well, waste this is going to be time. on the Internet, so everybody hears it, right? Yeah. Okay. That's how it works. Yeah, everyone. Everyone, like, so. yeah. Pretty sure. So, God damn it, introduce yourself already, Phil. Oh, wait, can we curse on this podcast? What's going yes, on? Can. Is it FCC regulations? What's going on here? No, there's all no right. FCC regulations. All right, Phil, could Not you introduce yet. yourself? Well, my name is Phil Gravier. I've been doing hypnotherapy for about 20 years or 30 years here in Las Vegas. And uh, I went to uh, see a show, Mark Savard, um, on the Strip here in Las Vegas. And I thought, hey, that's really – that." Uh, there were tears coming down my cheeks. They were, it was so funny. And I thought to myself, hey, well, why don't I do something like that? Mm-hmm. And, I, and uh, everyone that I've seen has started from the show business side, learned a little bit about hypnosis – and they are doing comedy or stage hypnosis, and I'm coming from the hypnosis side, and I'm trying to learn a little bit about uh, entertainment and stagecraft. So, I mean, so Phil's a bona fide hypnotherapist, okay? So you, like, help people quit smoking and stop drinking and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. stop doing blow, you know, stop, you know, hanging out with hookers, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) I mean, he does it all. But the thing about Phil is that he's... Completely different from all the other hypnotherapists and uh, uh, hypnotists in town because he actually knows the science and spent years, decades on the science, whereas everyone else has spent decades on show performance and maybe a few, a couple of years on the the hypnosis side of things. You know, well, you know the, the hypnotherapy. Uh, you know, it, I, I imagine that um, you know, like the hypnosis when you're doing it is an entertainment. Uh, you know, it, everyone's there partying and having a good time. When they when they get ready and realize, oh, I've gone too far with the drinking or whatever, and they're ready to come to a hypnotherapist, the reason they quit drinking or doing drugs is because they're broke now. So, <laughs> so, so you must not make a whole lot of doing that. But it it sounds like you're uh, it, it's a way to really help a lot of people. So yes, that, it that's is cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, so you you got uh, you got into this first from when you 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 saw someone else doing it. Um, well, uh, first of all, I was very curious. I started out, I was very curious about hypnosis. And I just went to the first school that I ran into, and I just luckily ran into a guy named Gil Boyne. And Gil Boyne is, uh, is uh, everybody knows about Gil Boyne. And he's, he's, uh, he's dead now, but uh, he... He was a real good. <laughs> he's a, what a great description. Everybody knows about him, and he's, he's dead, dead now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Who so, the hell is this guy, Phil? Could be Jesus. He was a former. Everyone knows about him, and he's dead now. <laughs> so he's a former hypnotist? Is this yeah. a former hypnotist? How he, long is he a hypnotist? Oh, uh, is he really dead? Or did he just convince everyone? Yeah, he like, he, yeah. How long has he been dead? Or how long? He's been gone for about... Uh, uh-huh. Three years. Three years. Okay, yeah. and 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 where, where where was his home base? Well, he had a school in Glendale, California. Now he's got schools all over the world. Get that mic cl- closer to your mouth. Okay. Yeah. So you're uh, you've you've been a a, a therapeutic hypno, a hypnotherapist yeah. for a long time, and Correct. you're just now starting to do it as entertainment I've been, as well. I've been doing it for a few years here. With a oh, lot, I've been getting a lot of help from Phil. Awesome. Oh, yeah, cool. we, we've been lucky enough to be able to produce some of uh, Phil's shows here in town, and uh, they've been quite successful, and uh, we're continuing to do it. We have uh, another show coming up for Phil. Uh, where is it, Roxy? It's going to be at Mixit uh, Community Theater, yeah, right? Mesquite, Mesquite. Mesquite sorry, uh-huh. on 10th of October at 8 a.m., 8 p.m., sorry. Uh-huh. So we're going to wait for you. It's going to be a great show. <laughs> we're going to do our best to make you feel good and like to have a good memory for it so yeah. just uh, check on internet and you're gonna find more details 
right, cool. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll make sure that I and uh, uh, any of the shows that you've got coming up, I'll make sure that I put uh, a note to them in the show notes on the on the website. Oh, appreciate but, uh, that. Bittercomics.podbean.com. Uh, okay, uh, Roxy. Um, yes. Uh, tell me your last name again. Stereva. 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 Yeah. Isn't that sexy? It's hard. That is so sexy. Isn't that sexy? I've been in Vegas for uh, for two days now. That's the sexiest thing. I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's yeah, we've been to strip lot. clubs and everything, <laughs> and you know, yeah. You're from Bulgaria. Yeah, I'm from Bulgaria. You're a college student. You're just working here as an intern just for the summer yes so basically i started like a couple of days ago so i'm gonna stay for uh, three months until december and get uh, as much experience as i can and i'm very happy that i started here with phil and take entertainment because i know they are gonna learn me like a lot of things so uh yeah i'm gonna stay for a couple of months i'm gonna get fun and get a lot of experience and i'm gonna do my best to help him like with all the comedians and all the clients we have all right, so you're majoring in, in public relations yes uh, public relations uh, what, what what school are you going to in bulgaria uh, i'm going to so it's called the free university of varna okay. and i'm taking my master in public relations it's oh, my. Okay. You're after. You're going for your master's. Yeah, degree, yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah. So it's my second year, and I've got uh, one more. When I come back, I'm gonna graduate, cool. and I'm pretty excited because uh, that kind of internship of experience you, you cannot get it somewhere else. I mean, this is Las Vegas, so mm-hmm. definitely I'm gonna great have the great experience. And when I come back, it's gonna be like an amazing beginning if I want to start something by myself. Now, how how did you uh, how did you end up with Tickle Me Entertainment? Uh, how uh, it did it did did you put your name in a thing looking for an intern, or did you look on look for something specifically in Las Vegas? How, how did you end up here? Yeah, Craigslist casual connections. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. kidding. No, so uh, that's I was how looking. most men and women in Las Vegas get, get together. I'm pretty sure. No, so I was looking on internet for internship for Las Vegas, like specifically for Las Vegas. Oh, so you were looking specifically for Las Vegas. Yeah. You, you wanted to come here yes. because you wanted to do an entertainment public relations. Exactly, and exactly here because uh, I fell in love with this place. I was here on a vacation last summer, and I was like, okay, so if I'm going to come back here, it's going to be exactly here in Vegas. So that's why I was looking for an internship here. And uh, I wanted to be something connected with my mind. So when I saw like the application for uh, for his uh, company for the Tickle Me Entertainment, I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply. I hope it's gonna work out. So that's how we get into connection, and we send a couple of emails, and yeah, basically this is how we started. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, internships.com. <laughs> oh, so, so you posted, uh, uh, yeah. Phil, you posted an ad on internships.com yeah. that you were looking for an intern for the summer, and then yep. you, you, I, I guess applied. you found it on that website? Yeah, <laughs> I found it, I applied, and that's how we get into connection like with emails and calls. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's uh, that, that, is, that is really cool. It's, it's, uh, like, yeah. it's like the grown-up version of uh, 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 foreign exchange student. <laughs> kind <laughs> of. <laughs> All right, well, awesome. All right, so... Uh, I, we're, okay, you're from Bulgaria, Roxy. Yeah. Uh, are, were you born here in Las Vegas? Or did you no, no. I was, I was born in New Jersey, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. And then I moved here to Las Vegas only four years ago. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what? So that was like right after the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so the divorce was the trigger? <laughs> the like divorce was the trigger. Uh, yep, yep. So and, and, so, and so I came here. Do, I start, you know, I was doing stand-up in New York City first. And I came here, started doing stand-up more. And um, I wanted to get you know, a more consistent income. Besides what I was getting, yeah. you know, on the weekends for stand-up. So I started this company, started booking shows, started working on marketing, started um, uh, booking people. And so I started getting more of a consistent income, and that's how the business started. Uh, I, I would love to uh, – um, well, I'll, I'll get back to this in just a second. I'd love to know how you got in with the Kahunaville Lounge uh, um, or showroom. Uh, uh, yeah, but sure. First um, – uh, Phil, Phil, what was your last name? Gravier. Gravian. Yeah, Gravier. Gravier. G R A V I E T. Okay, Phil Gravier, former, uh, well, the yeah, current uh, hypnotherapist and, and hypnotic entertainer. All right, now, uh, did were you born in Vegas? Did born, you born and raised here? Wow. Right? Okay, so you've been you've been here a while. You you kind of know the town. Yeah, I was born here in 1954. 
Uh, well, I mean, why? Why? Uh, how did it take you so long to to decide to start getting into entertainment? Or is this? Have you done other kinds of entertainment before, and and, and this is just a new venue for or a new form of it for you? Well, like I said, I I saw um, Mike Mike Savage's performance, and I really liked it. And I thought, hey, I'd like to do something like that. That kind of more or less inspired me. Well, I mean, uh, how long have you been doing performance of some kind? About two years. Okay, so uh, what, what was it that, that made it take so long before you decided to start uh, doing entertainment? I mean, you were doing hypnotherapy before, and, I, and uh, the fact that you're still around, I assume you had a, a pretty good career doing that. What was it that made you decide you wanted to be an entertainer also? Um, like I said, I, I went to see that show. I, I didn't even think about it, but I went to see that show, and I enjoyed the show so much. I thought, hey, I'd like to do something like that. And it's amazing. It's become it's become like a, a passion. It's become it, it went from like it seems like it went from nothing for Phil to to this incredible passion uh, for the past. Actually, it's not two years. It's been like three years. Yeah, Phil. probably like three yeah. or four years because he used to come to my open mics at these dive bars and he would like search for me and talk to me to see if he could get stage time or, or if I could get or produce him a show. Okay. And I'm like, who is this stalker slash fan <laughs> slash yeah. business person slash therapist? You know, and, and, and so, you know, and I, I didn't know how serious he was, but he kept coming to my shows. He kept asking me to help him out. And um, and so and finally you're like, all right, fine. I'll put you on the show. Just leave me alone. Uh, hey, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> It's uh, oh cool. So um, you first got into hypnotherapy how long ago? Nineteen eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Okay, so that uh, twenty-eight years. Oh, and but you just got into entertainment just three or four years ago. Yes. Did you see him do what that was math. It? That was quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was? It? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you've heard my seventy-seven percent jokes, you understand. I can, I can do the math. <laughs> uh, but it, so okay, you've been doing hypnotherapy for a long time. What was it? What was the trigger? Okay, uh, maybe I'm just misunderstanding what you told me, mm-hmm. but it was a hypnother- or it, it was a hypnosis show that got you into hypnosis. No, right? no, it got me oh, okay. interested in performing. I thought that's wait, wait, very wait. entertaining. I'd like, like 20, to do that. Twenty-eight years ago, when you started doing hypnosis, oh, what got okay. you into that? All right, I was very curious about that. Well, was it just I was curious about it? Was there something you? Well, saw, that's what that's that's what started. The whole thing started out. I was very curious about it because there's things you hear about on television and movies which aren't true at all. But yeah, and I, I said, no, this can't possibly be. I, I'd like to yeah, learn so more no, about nobody it. Nobody takes the watch and waves it back and forth in front of you. That <laughs> well, you're that's getting very sleepy. Go get me a sandwich. It, 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 it works that way in the Bugs Bunny cartoons, but not in real yeah, life. That can work. But um, when you see that, you're led to believe that's the only way it works. Okay. You know, you can do that. You can do a lot of things. That's just one of them. Okay. All right, so you, that was what got you into doing hypnosis in the first place. And you said you went to, right. to uh, I'm sorry, what was the gentleman's name? You Mark Savard. Mark Savard. And, and he, he's here at the uh, Planet, Planet Hollywood. All right, and then, uh, well, four years ago, you, it was, the, was, the, was that the first time you saw a, a hypnosis entertainment show that, that you saw, and then that's what got you into doing entertainment? I went, I saw, I went on a cruise and saw it on a cruise ship, and it was, okay. it was pretty, pretty interesting. But it was one of those things you think, hey, that was really good. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to do it. Yeah, maybe someday I will. But <laughs> yeah. when I saw Mark Severed, I definitely knew I wanted to do that. Oh, cool, cool. Awesome. All right, uh, so uh, what... Um, what what would you say is is uh, uh, any is there any specific experience during a show that stands out? Anything that happened in in one of the shows where you performed at that? that oh yeah, I remember that time. That um, I'm sure there's been a lot of them, but I can't think of anything right offhand. I, I need got a war story, man. Come on. <laughs> okay, just a minute. Get you got to start talking right, about something else. Give me give me <laughs> a war story and and. Uh, one of Phil's war stories? Uh, uh, well, let me, uh, <laughs> Phil Pareto, let me have one of your war stories. One of my sto- yeah. war stories, what, doing stand-up? Yeah, well, d- doing any kind of entertainment. Even if, it, even if it's a show that you booked and you're there and some crazy thing happened. Um, wait, let me think. Oh, you know what's freaking crazy is when I started the Sapphire Comedy Hour. Now, the Sapphire Comedy Hour, it's a comedy and variety show inside the world's largest strip club. Okay, the world's <laughs> largest gentleman's club. Wow. Okay, when we started this show, 
Okay, so we have – so it's in a s- separate 250-seat state-of-the-art showroom. There's 15 monitors all around. All right. You know, beautiful, like, great sound system, okay? And we were just, like, hiring all these different acts. Like, to just, just, just to give you an idea, if you were – okay, if you were a comic and I booked you on this show, you would pull into the driveway and then you would see the sign that says Sapphire, World's Largest Gentleman's Club. And you'd be like, what the hell? You walk <laughs> in, you feel like you're in the largest club, nightclub in Las Vegas when you walk into those two doors and then you make it through security and then you go to the showroom okay you look into the showroom and the showroom is like the ceilings are high it's huge it still looks like this massive club with these you know posh sheets and everything and then like I meet you there and then I take you you know through the theater and then I take you into the back and in the back you'll see like one of the world's most renowned uh, uh, burlesque acts Kelani Coconuts and she was um, five-time, you know, Playboy centerfold of the year. Um, and then you'll see, at the time, we had this other, like, variety act where she was like this b- sexy belly dancer with a snake. She had a snake. She'd bring a snake on the stage, and the snake would be crawling backstage. Now, this is the <laughs> same backstage. Watch your step back there. Yeah, yeah. This is the same green room where after our show is the male review show. <laughs> so the guys would be playing with the snake. And then we had one of the best ma- – we have – we currently still have one of the best magicians in the world, Mandre. He won the um, uh, Grand Prix of Monte Carlo. He beat out like 3,600 magicians in Europe wow. um, for this. For this. And, and so he's got – Cats and birds and stuff fly, like you know. And then on top Magic of that, animal show. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and then on top of that, on top of that, you have um, you have you know these um, national headlining you know comedians from Showtime, you know Showtime Comedy Central, HBO, and we're all hanging out there. And then we have you know we have two sh- two strippers. Um, all we we always have two strippers walk up. The comedians onto stage, so the strippers are hanging out back there. We're getting drinks and everything. Everybody's getting plastered before the show, and then we have to perform. That's not. That's not. We didn't even. You know. And oh, yeah, that's wait, how it on. started. Time out. Time, one second. Hold on. I'm going to be uh, doing the Sapphire Comedy Hour show right. this Saturday. So you're telling me that uh, it's uh, calmed down. It's calmed down since then. No more snakes. Uh, okay, just no more snakes. But but you see I, all I still, the other shit. Get, yeah, I still get escorted onto get, the stage get, by a hot chick. Yeah, too too oh, hot. A, oh, yeah, that's hot. Awesome. Um, uh, that, that, uh, that they alone call them entertainers, entertain, quote unquote entertainers. That alone <laughs> makes this all work. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and they're great. You know, uh, the one uh, Tony, she's from uh, London, and the other one uh, Grace, she's from New York, and uh, they're a lot of fun. And 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 you know, they'll you can play around. I, with I haven't even stuff. seen them yet. I'm in yeah, love already. So. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, they're terrific. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, cool, cool. Uh-huh. All right, uh, all right. Uh, uh, I, I did want to ask. Um, uh, I, I told you before I wanted to get back to this, and I, now it's like flown out of my head. Yeah. Uh, what, what was? It? Do you remember what it was I said? Okay. Well, bef- well, before we were we were talking about how I got into comedy. Okay. And, yeah. then, and, and, and how and, and why I decided to you know do this. Yeah. Well, it's, you you decided to do this because uh, you know. It, it just wanted to try. Well, now that's the what? consistency and in income. Yeah. yeah. Well, how, um, how? Okay, I remember now. How did you land Kahunaville uh, oh, showroom? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Because I, 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 for a short time, I, I, I booked a monthly show uh-huh. at a co- coffee shop in right. Fresno, and that and, was great. The, the 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 people who owned the coffee shop shop were really really supportive. They would put posters up there and they they would hand flyers out and they would tell everyone they know and and they they helped a lot with with promoting the show and then they got a lot out of it because you know the show started shortly after their normal closing time on a saturday so they would end up getting you know several hundred dollars in in sales from the people who came to my show so you they put a lot into it and then they ended up getting a lot out of it and then when that coffee shop closed, I ended up having to move the show to the uh, the banquet room at a Denny's nearby because it was a, t- <laughs> well, it, it was a Tuesday when they told Com- me they were Wait, closing. Wait, what did you call it? What did you call the show? Comedy at Denny's or uh, like or the, the Denny's comedy show? What did you call it? I, I, you, <laughs> you know, know Flapjacks Flap and Comedy or like <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I had to fight with them to, to get them to – 
even have a server come in and take people's orders. And, yeah, and, and they weren't, well, you know, being, being, they said, oh, well, we're corporate. We can't put a poster up. Wait, you're, this is a thing that's going to get you more more sales. But it's like I had to, had to argue with them and fight with them over everything. So I, Well, I mean, you got, you got to take it from the point, point of view of the restaurant. That is a fancy restaurant with, well, like, yeah, high-end mean, diners no. that go in there. And so, well, you know, you, know, you got to take that into account. You don't just want any comedy show going in there that'll, you know, they ruin have, the ambiance have favorite of these, all these, you know, well, high-class you know, people eating there <laughs> that's like, true. Uh, every day. So. Denny's, you know? Denny's is one of the first uh, chain theme restaurants. You, know? you, go. you got Hard Rock Cafe uh-huh. and you got Planet Hollywood. You know, Hard Rock Cafe is the rock and roll. Planet <laughs> Hollywood is a Hollywood thing. Denny's, they're the first Denny's. theme restaurant where the De- theme Denny's, was rude yeah. service. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, so so, and they don't want anything to to mess with that, you know, yeah. that reputation. They took a long time. Absolutely, and that's what you are doing. So, you know, that's what you're doing with your comedy show. So you're wait, messing with their root no, service. No, no, no. This is no, for this is for people who are too, too drunk to order off of a menu without pictures. Okay, we don't want any good vibes. That one. You gotta. You gotta. They even have the two, four, six, eight menu just because. Odd numbers are way too difficult for drunk people. <laughs> I think that's the reason yeah. that the two, four, six, eight, yeah. menu and you can out. just bypass that. Go straight to the grand slam. You know, yeah, that's true. Especially when you're on your first date, that's what you do. You know, you go boom, <laughs> grand slam right away. Okay. Well, so see, they're giving you ideas, Phil, for a yeah, show. Yeah, Denny's, you know, <laughs> there you go. If in doubt, go to Denny's, get their back room. All right. <laughs> so, okay, so how did you get uh, uh, get in with uh, Kahunaville uh, showroom? And that, that's uh-huh. in Treasure mm-hmm. Island. That's which in is, 20, it's, Treasure it's Island. One of the, 220 seat showroom in, uh, in Treasure Island. It's one of the original. Yeah. Um, one of Las the Vegas original hotel Las casinos. Vegas hotel casinos. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so well, that's you know, to me anyway, mm-hmm. that seems like a huge deal that you got you've got a show on the strip. That's, yeah. that's oh, amazing. absolutely, absolutely. And to find that information out, you'd have to purchase my book on Amazon, <laughs> How to Quit Your Day Job and Be a Full Time Comedian by Phil Pareto. It's only four ninety nine. <laughs> um, do you no. actually have that book? Yeah, be kind of awesome. yeah, I do. Okay, I, I do. You I, can look I, it up I, on I, Amazon. You could be like one of the four people who buy it. It'll oh, be great, okay. you know. Well, you have so. to sell like a thousand of them before they send you any money. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. They 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 send you money right away. Oh, okay. they do after a hundred dollars. They you know they send oh, you okay. money. So yeah, yeah. What I did was um, like for that, it's like I sent it out to my friends and family the link, and then they sent it out to a bunch of people. So I was able to get a lot of sales right oh, away. Okay, cool, yeah, cool. yeah. But um, anyway, okay, yeah. So Treasure Island, it's it's the same way that you got. Your coffee shop. How did, you get, how did you get your coffee shop? Um, okay, there was a music open mic there on Friday night. Okay. I came in, uh-huh. uh, watched a show, and I was like, is it okay if I do some jokes? And they were like, sure. And how much time do you want me to do? Uh, just uh, just go ahead. And by the time I finished, I was like, how much? How long have I been up here? And it was like 35 minutes. Oh, wow. I mean, no one uh. stopped me, so I just – I love <laughs> the sound of my own voice, so I just kept talking. <laughs> uh, and, you know, afterwards, I, I was talking to the uh, the owner of the place, and he's like, he asked me if I'd be interested in doing comedy shows after after seeing the one performance. Right. Uh, so, you know, I went there and had an open mic, and he's like, I, I'd like you to do this. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, ha- and so how many uh, places did you go to beforehand – to, or did you go to any places beforehand to see uh, well, if they would be interested in doing a comedy show? Um, I I had gone to a few. There you go. Uh, just kind of uh, on and off, and uh-huh. like all of them told me the same thing. Well, send me a tape of your uh-huh. of your stuff. I was like, well, sure. I'm not I'm not trying to. I wasn't trying to talk to them to get them to let me perform. Uh-huh. I was trying to talk to them to get them to let me put a show on. You know, I would probably have hosted it. Yeah. But I'm not the show, you know, right, the, right. the comics that I book. And I was like, well, I don't know which comics I'm going to book yet. I'm, I, I, there's several local comics and a few people in L.A. that uh-huh. I've heard of I'd like to get. But I don't have a tape of who I'm going to put you put up because I, right now I'm asking – I'm looking for a venue yeah, right, you know, right. to, to just do shows, period. And I, it's, if, if it were like I want to do a show, then I, I would show them a tape of my stuff. But showing them a tape of me doing comedy isn't, isn't going to tell them – yeah, uh, a whole lot. But I mean, unfortunately, that's the way you know business owners think. You know, your, your the tape of you would be representative of you know the type of talent you would bring in here. I guess you know, that and, makes and, sense. And that that's how they're thinking. 
Um, but you said you talked to a few places before. Yeah, it's, it's you, several you, you different bars across. and restaurants. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it, and then, and then you just got lucky with the coffee shop, right? Yeah, yeah You just got lucky. Much. And that's how, it is. that's how it is with everything else. It's, it, like, it's like when you go to a club and you want to try to meet a girl, right? You talk to ten girls first yeah. and then one of them's going to hit, right? And well, it's the same thing. It's like – Talk to 20 girls. You get shot out, out down by all of them. You go home. You look on Craigslist for casual encounters. <laughs> and you realize that you only have – uh, 20 bucks and then you're not going to be able to because you spend all that money buying drinks for girls who turned you down <laughs> right 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 but then you realize that casual encounter happens to be the most wonderful woman in the world and she um, has a great job and she's beautiful and she has a good family and she just happened to be lonely that night and then you know you meet her and then it's the greatest thing in the world you get married and have kids and you know it's happily ever after. It, well, that's what happens when you're, you know, same thing in business. That's what happens. It's like, I've, you know, I've spent a long enough time trying to get a place on the strip, and then I finally got one. So you just it, it kept talking to places, going. Into, yeah, hey, I mean, oh, you, you, you go into the go into the casino and say, yeah, I'd like to talk to your entertainment manager or, or something like that, or cold call or cold email. You know, you don't have to, you know, schlep all the way to the casino and you know it takes time to get in your car and drive over there so you just call or you email you know and 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 you follow up and you're persistent and that's really how to do it and that's how i've always gotten my shows i mean it's it's tedious and it's something that comics don't want to do it's something that entertainers and artists don't want to do but you know show business is uh, more like like 60 70 percent business and 30 percent show well you know? I, I i don't remember where i heard this but kevin hart i think he said uh was it kevin hart or was it uh, uh who's the dude on 30 rock i can't remember his name on, on 30 rock tracy morgan tracy morgan uh, it was one of those two i can't remember which uh he said uh how many letters are in show four how many letters are in business b-u-s-i-n-e-s-s eight that's right that, you know, yep. business is twice as big as show. And, you know, Absolutely. I, 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 yep. I, it's a comic in Fresno. Uh, his name is Terry Michaels. Something he once said to me is that when you're on stage, you got to remember you're the only person there in the, in the entertainment business. The the bar uh, the bartender the waitresses the uh, the waiters the 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 manager everyone else there is in the is in the restaurant business, and not necessarily that they don't care about the show. It's that that's that's not their priority, and so uh, you you got to remember that you know as I, I guess it, as the entertainer, you, your goal is to get up there and tell jokes, but um, they're not gonna give you that stage unless you can put butts in seats, and and, and butts so butts in seats and butts in seats that are paying for drinks and food. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I remember this this place in in Fresno called. Um, uh, the starving artist bistro and talking to the owner his concept was that they have a hot mic all the time any entertainer can show up anytime they want go up on stage and and perform and they actually had a specific comedy night because comedians coming in at two in the afternoon on sunday and telling a bunch of dirty jokes was not conducive to their uh to their after after church crowd uh so um and and and, and I, I i have not been back there in in quite a while because uh, it, it 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 was like that 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 comedy open mic didn't start till like ten, but it was still became an issue of what kind of uh, material what, what kind of material people were doing. And you know, there's uh, I, people say you don't have to be dirty to be funny. We also don't have to be clean to be funny. You have to be what the audience wants to be funny. And and, and so there are, there are our, our venues and there are our shows and there are, there are places. Where f this, f that, f these, f those is fine, and then there are places where that's not, you know, and and so you, I, I uh, uh, you, you gotta you gotta think about what what the audience wants so you can keep it coming to make the place happy. So and I, I guess you've been able to do that because yeah, well, you've got I, I, yeah. the, the showroom you book it all all week. Yeah. Well, I was just talking to a comic about this. He wanted to be in my Sapphire Comedy Hour show, and like I know his comedy. You know, and I know it's not a good fit for the showroom. Okay, this is a rated R, you know, uh, rated R show where the audience is very impatient, 
and um, they want to hear quick jokes. You know, they want to hear four, five, six punchlines a minute. You know, yeah. and this this one particular comedian, he does like one punchline a minute, and and it's an act out. You know, it's not even in words, and so it's like, I want to help you out, but. Your comedy is just not for my room. I know my room. I've had it for three years already. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you got to know the audience uh, and and be able to to book acts that are appropriate to. So you're learning, Roxy. Yes, I'm listening very carefully and I'm learning. Yeah. So are, are you planning to to work in specifically entertainment when you get back to Bulgaria? Are you are you hoping to st- uh, after you graduate to come back to Las Vegas? Or? Uh, so I got a couple of options. One is like to come back here if I made good relations, and I hope so. So one of the options is to come back here and start something. The other option is to stay at my uh, at my uh, country and just to start something there. But I think it's going to be more difficult than here because it's uh, my country is not that kind of uh, how to say it we don't have so much entertainment we don't have so much like uh, gambling and having fun and parties and shows and stuff like that it's not that popular like here yeah so probably the better option is to come here and try here so yeah i have enough time to think about it i'm gonna have that much experience here and after that i'm gonna take the decision for myself Cool. Have mm-hmm. you seen on YouTube uh, the American Idol uh, in Bulgaria? Yeah. And there's this there's this lady that was trying to sing yes, Can't I know. Live by Mariah yeah, Carey. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, it's she, inter- goes to the, she goes to the judges. She's like, uh, yeah, like they yeah. ask her, what are you singing? She's like, Can Lee by Mariah Carey. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Can Lee. Yeah, she did it. I can't Lee. I can't Lee anymore. Yeah. She had no so, idea how to say the words. So, yeah, she she doesn't know how to speak English. And, of course, she doesn't know, like, the lyrics of the song. But she became, uh, like, popular, like, international because, wait a minute, like, to, to sing a song of uh, Mariah Carey like this? Yeah. It was like, wow, okay. So, well, I mean, I, I, but it I was funny. How was her voice? Uh, I think her voice wasn't that good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she she just matter. she was like it, the William Hung of like yeah. Bulgaria. She just wanted to be on the stage and like people to see her. I can relate but that, to that. But that's it. <laughs> like no voice, no no entertainment, nothing. Yeah. yeah. But well, it was funny. Cool, cool. <laughs> well, you know, I, I uh, when I was growing up, I got picked on a lot as a kid, and and so uh, uh, as uh, as an adult, it, it's a little what I want. It's 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 kind of schizophrenic because like I want people to like me, and I want to be left alone. I mean, that's absurd. <laughs> if people like you, they're not going to leave you alone. They want to hang out with you. I mean, <laughs> right. it'd be like a big movie star being pissed off. You can't walk down the street anymore. That, that's ridiculous. You no, but that's the way it is in show yeah. business, right? You yeah. want your privacy still, yeah. even though. You know, it's like you want the attention while you're on stage, but I'm off stage now, so please <laughs> let yeah, me get yeah. to the green room by myself, please. Uh, and yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I mean, especially uh, right after a performance, especially if it goes really well, then I've got just like the adrenaline pumping, and I need to sit down and, and calm down a little uh-huh. bit before I can do anything, before uh-huh. I can talk to anybody, because I'm all I'm all jittery, and, uh-huh. and you know, it, it's it's like if if I got off stage after doing a 10 minute set where where I killed. I feel like I just drank a gallon of of, of Mountain Dew. Yeah, Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just uh-huh. I'm just uh, I'm I'm all all psyched now, and I need uh-huh. I need to I need I do need a little time to come down after that. But you know, I do I I love when people tell me how great I did, of course. But I hate when I get the you were better than that guy. Why? Why? Why do you hate that? Because. I I don't want to get a compliment that includes an insult against someone else. <laughs> You know, it makes fair enough, sense. Fair enough. Especially when that other person times. is me. Duh. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like someone if, if someone comes up to you and says, oh, man, Stefan Mintz, you're a lot funnier than that Joel Foreman guy. I was like, no, I'm Joel Foreman. You kind of look similar. I'm glad you like Stefan, but uh, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, I did get that once, actually. I don't think I ever told Stefan about that either. <laughs> <laughs> he'll know now. Yeah, he'll know now. Hey, it's, this is on the internet. Everybody hears it, right? <laughs> well, I mean, how, how about you? Um, 
uh, Phil, you you uh, you're both named Phil. Yeah. So when I look at you, Phil, either of you, no one knows who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Phil P and Phil call, G. Yeah. You could that? call everybody <laughs> Phil, including Roxy. Okay, Roxy, <laughs> you and your Phil. Okay, my new Philippa. name, Philippa. Philippa sounds great. Yeah. She made the word Philip sound sexy. Okay, so Phil G. What what? How do you feel when you first come off stage after a show? I mean, do you need just need a minute alone, or do you just want to dive into the crowd and, and give everyone a hug? I mean, well, you know, at, at this point, you know, you, uh, I have what I think are good shows, and I think some so shows aren't so good. When I know I when I've done a good show, and I know I've done a good show, I feel good. Yeah. When I haven't done quite as good as I think I could have done, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Well, you know, I I remember this one episode of Louis. Uh, right after a show, and he's talking to Stephen Wright. Uh, have you have you seen? Uh, are you fam- uh, do you watch yeah. the show? Well, later? I'm familiar with it. I haven't seen that episode. Uh, well, there's one episode, and okay, spoiler alert. There's one episode where Stephen Wright's talking to him after the show. He's a man, you killed. That was great. And you're single. You can get laid now. And he, 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 no, you have to do that because yeah, I'm married. and I got to go home. So you have to do it for me. You know, those weren't his exact words, of course. That's basically what he was saying. Uh, so Stephen Wright leaves, and uh, uh, Louis C.K. is sitting there at the bar. I think the show was at Caroline's, and uh, no one comes up to him and talks to him after the show. I mean, he <laughs> just, the show was just great. He just killed, but nobody comes out. You know, maybe so people are like, oh, that was great, and walk by. And, but no one is talking to him until this one woman just walks up and just blatantly says, hey, come home with me. And then, of course, drags him to, out to, 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 to Long Island or something and, and wants to have a three-way with, with him and her, her husband. And so he walks off and gets a ride home from Chris Rock, and the, the show just goes weird from there. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's uh, you know, even <laughs> to have such a great show and then, and then no real, uh, f- you know, positive feedback from the audience like that, it would, would, it's, it's just like... Whoa, you know, it just where where does where what do yeah, you do with really, that? It really it really like affects your ego as an artist, <laughs> as a comedian. You know, like I was the I was the shit, and uh, I, I just, yeah, I, nobody wants to buy my merchandise. Nobody wants yeah. to talk to me, and no one wants to take me home. What's going on here? <laughs> what is going on with my life right I, now? I have Why to, I should have gotten married? Then I would have gotten laid after this show, but now I can't. <laughs> and now I got to carry all these t-shirts home. It was bad yeah. having to lug them here. In yeah, the I got to carry these t-shirts, these books. <laughs> nobody bought anything. This is awful. You know, I, uh, I, Not you that know, that's ever happened to me. Okay, so. you know, I, I I don't know that I'm at the point in my uh, career where I should be doing this yet. But I was thinking about merch, and I don't want to do uh, I don't want to do T-shirts because it's too much crap to carry around. And how do you get the right size and yeah. and all that? Uh, what I decided was I have this bit where I talk about um, uh, a person when they say I have a black friend. They sound like they're marking off a box on their I'm not a racist checklist. <laughs> so the idea I came up with was to come up with an I'm not a racist checklist and get like Vistaprint to put it on a postcard. And then I'll sell those for a dollar each at the show. Just, <laughs> just you know, selling the I'm not a racist checklist. Oh, that's good. That's a good piece of merch. Yeah. It's, not too it's, easy, it's small. Around. It's easy to carry around. Yeah. It's no problem. So, yeah. Or you could sell uh, flash drives of your comedy. Yeah. Also. You know, I, I, I actually was thinking about that because I, I came up with an idea which. Uh, of the electronic business card and someone told me oh that's just get a website that's stupid but you know have a flash drive with some of your videos yeah. and and, and if you, you meet an agent or, or or a manager or someone or a booker and then you hand them a flash drive that's got some of your videos and some audio pro, clips and, that says and all your pro. stuff with it and and, yeah. and uh but i i went to to look for uh, um bulk flash drives and I was like, okay, I need, I want to get a one megabyte flash drive because you don't want to do this on two hundred fifty six k flash drive or megabyte flash drive. You don't want to do it on a fl- small flash drive because yeah, you you need you need if at they least don't like what's like, on there, they're just gonna throw it away. Yeah, yeah, you need at least like uh, eight gigabyte, four to eight. Well, yeah. no, four, four four gigabytes is really good. Yeah, it's so fine. but. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, four, uh, four gigabyte flash drive is really the smallest one because even if they don't like, or don't use your stuff, or you want them to keep the flash drive yeah. because you had your your name and your phone number or like Bitter Comics podcast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, your website printed everything. on uh-huh. on the flash drive. So every right. time they're at their computer, oh yeah, that guy. You know, so <laughs> you want the flash drive to be big enough for them to want to keep it, even if they don't keep the stuff you put on it. That's it. And 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 that ends up being like three or four bucks each. Yeah. And so you know, you, you then you, now you got to be careful who you give them to. Well, you're not giving them out. You're charging. You're charging well, I, ten I, to twenty dollars for that flash drive. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm ta- my idea with it was as an electronics business, uh, oh, electronic yeah, business yeah. card. Right, right. We right. just put a okay. few videos and a few audio clips, and you you would give those to people yeah. like like mm-hmm. you. I mean, you book shows, and so you would be the kind of person that if I had, I would give you one. Mm-hmm. Why well, yeah. want a CD? Then I'd be like, oh yeah, a free flash drive. I'm using it for other uh, you stuff. Would, you would not want to use a CD for that because oh my god, look at this Neanderthal! Yeah, Jeez, uh, well it's gosh, like a flash drive. The 50s? Gonna, gosh, you give them a flash drive and they're going to use it. <laughs> what are you born so in 1954, Phil? Even Jeez. if they don't want the stuff you put on it, well, they'll still use it as a flash drive for for their takes own. Takes a CD document. just fine, yeah, and they're cheaper you, than you flash drives. You can't erase and print and erase and, and, and SMH. Gosh, you don't want them to erase it. No, no. You want them to keep the all, above all else. You want to make Shaking sure they keep that head. flash drive because your name and your phone number is on the flash drive itself. Is on mm-hmm. the outside of it. But it can be, like you say, it can be erased. But if you have a CD, no, no, it can't don't erase. erase what's printed on the outside of the flash drive. Oh, okay. It's like you bought this Samsung phone and the word Samsung is still there. Okay. You don't erase that. I've been trying to scratch. Feels that like off. feels like. Feels like JT. We should use eight-track tapes, <laughs> records. Let's get. I want my stuff on a record. Well, Come you know, on. you use an eight-track tape, and someone's gonna pull the damn thing out and throw it out in the yeah. freeway. Let's you use remember cassette that? tapes. You remember, I, oh yeah, I, I, of course. I, I, I remember I like when I was a kid tapes. going down the freeway, and there's there's eight-track tapes with the tape just. I, I guess it got caught in the machine, so uh-huh. someone pulled it out of their 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 stereo in their car and just threw it out the window. And so you've got this this huge string of the tape just flowing in the wind out on the freeway, like your career, you know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> like one's career. There it goes. <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, we're we're almost up on an hour already. Wow. Time time goes by quick on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about hookers and blow yet. This is <laughs> we're in Vegas. Nothing, I mean, no hookers and blow is implied. Or really. I think hookers and blow is implied. <laughs> it is implied in this podcast. <laughs> That's right. right. So um, I, I want to give you guys a chance to, if you got anything coming up you want to plug, if you want any, any info you want to put out there. Uh, well, when, when are you going to be uh, publishing this podcast? Uh, I will probably be putting it up uh, um, shortly after get back to uh, to Fresno, so like next Monday or Tuesday. Next Monday or Tuesday. Okay, great. So we have the uh, refried comedy shows coming up in Las Vegas September Friday September 25th Saturday September 26th and Sunday September 27th we're going to basically have the refried comedy team from all over the country coming to Las Vegas and performing shows on the 25th and 26th in Spanish and on the 27th in English I mean uh, in 25th 26th in English and 27th in Spanish. So you've got you got a Spanish language comedy show on on Yep, on Spanish language. We we'll, we we'll basically take our sets and translate them to Spanish <laughs> yeah. and then say them. Hola, yo soy Phil Peredo. Muchísimas gracias por venir este funciona. No, you know, I I it's um from from what I understand uh, uh comedy in the, the Spanish speaking world is not even remote. there there wasn't any stand-up the way that we have in the United States. Yeah, but they're changing that right now. My, my yeah. wife said, well, this is from Panama, and we were watching a stand-up comedy show on television. She says, we got lots of them over there. So, It's, it's I, just I, like Europe. I mean, in South America, it's just like Europe. It's like, bo- like booming the way it was booming here in the U.S. in the 1980s. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just booming. I got to learn Spanish. It's starting to boom. You need to learn Everybody. Spanish too, Roxy. Uh, <laughs> Roxy speaks 75 languages. How many? La- how, what languages do you speak, Roxy? I speak like Bulgarian, like my language, English, Russian, and a little bit of Italian. I've been learning only for two yeah. years, so not, not that good. Four languages. Yeah. Amazing. She's smarter than me. 
No. I have trouble with English. <laughs> I have trouble with English. <laughs> the smartest guy yes, I know yeah. is actually he uh, he runs the mini mart near my dad's house. I was in there. Wait, the smartest guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, what's the mini? You're, you're living in the wrong place. Well, then. He, uh, you are living in the wrong place, JT. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, stand, I'm standing in line, and uh, I heard him. Uh, he he yells something to his cousin or brother in the back room, and then he talks to someone on the phone in another language. And I I don't know what those two languages were, but I know they're different because in one of them he cleared his throat, and the other one he spit twice. So I know they're different languages. And then he spoke to the guy in front of me in line in Spanish. He spoke to me in English. So I was like, dude, how many languages do you speak? And he said five. Hindi, Farsi, German, Spanish, and English. Apparently he lived in Germany for a couple wow. of years before he immigrated wow. to the United States. Well, that's, you know, that's amazing. But, but th- no, here's the thing. The thing is it's not that difficult when you grow up. And like let's say you grow up in the European Union or you grow up in Europe. I mean, yeah. they teach they teach another language in school. And then you grow up with other you know, the countries around you. Yeah. You know, so yeah, people, people, it's, it's yeah, just, a lot more exposure just, to it. I took Spanish in high school for, yeah, I took Spanish in high school for two years uh-huh. and I took uh, Spanish for two semesters in, in college. Yeah. And if you put a gun to my head, I probably still couldn't count to 20. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, but during those four years, did you ever go abroad? To a no, Spanish-speaking no, country. See that that that's that's the key. Yeah, it, you know, other than for, for other languages. than class, there uh-huh. was no Spanish in my there life. You go. So yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, you got to be totally immersed to really learn the language. Well, here's yeah. here's the best. Here's the biggest reason why a person in the United States should learn Spanish. Why? The Spanish language channels always have better movies on. <laughs> I don't know why. They're better, really? Oh they're yeah. Good? I mean, yeah, I don't know how many times I've been flipping through the channels. They're not cheesy. Go, they're not cheesy. No, I, I go past. They'll have American American movies that have been dubbed in Spanish. I don't know how many times I've been flipping through the channels, come across the Spanish channel, and there's Empire Strikes Back, or or you know uh, you know it, it, you know Lord of the Rings, <laughs> or you know because the, the it's like they they get them cheaper because they're in Spanish, so they get more of the good movies. Can you imagine Star than, Wars in Spanish? Yeah. Darth I, Vader, do no eres mi papa. There's a comic in Fresno. His name's Johnny Osborne. He has a bit about watching Empire Strikes Back in Spanish. Oh, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. If you ever get a chance to to, to cool. check him out, Johnny he's, Osborne. Yeah, he's he's one of the funniest comics in Fresno. I, I don't know if he's got any videos up on YouTube or anything, but um, if if you're if you like stand up comedy out there. Uh, look up Johnny Osborne. He's he's hilarious. Uh, okay, uh, so Roxy, um, is there anything you would like to tell your adoring fans out there? <laughs> My adoring on the fans? Do I have adoring fans? I hope so. Family you, and friends. Have, what about have, family yeah. and friends? We have three adoring okay. fans in this room. Okay, family and friends. What I want to say, I want to say like that. Roxy is not a stripper yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I hope I hope it's not going to happen. In my mind. Uh, yeah. No, no. What I want to say, I want to say to the people like if they have a dream, they have to follow it because. Uh, it was my dream to come here to start something, to try to do something, to get the experience, to have a lot of fun, to meet so many new people. So that's what I'm going to say to the people. Like, Just follow your dreams, do what you want to do, and like you feel it, and that's going to bring you happiness because that's how I feel now. I feel very happy to meet new people, to be there. So, yeah. I feel like we just listened to her Miss Universe speech. This wasn't my speech from the university. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's taken me a long time to start to start going after what my dream is. So yeah, def- I it's uh, the biggest regret in my life is I waited so long. I I, I don't know that I would have had the right mindset to to be able to to do comedy and all that before. Uh, like like I feel I do now, but. I, I really I really regret that it's taken me this long. I'm 43 years old now. It's yeah. taken me this long to to even get started with 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 what I really want to do. So yeah, definitely. You're, but it's better right. to start than just to do nothing. I yes, mean, yes, absolutely. It's never too it's never too late for anything yeah. or for everyone. So. It, yeah. you know? and, and we're in a profession where it it really is not too late. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because what? If I were trying to be if I were trying to be Stiller was in her 30s. Phyllis Diller was in her 30s. Ronnie Dangerfield started again in his 40s, yeah. right? And what? George Burns, George Carlin, uh, George Burns, George Carlin. They were in their 90s when they died, you know? Yeah. So I've just George been doing Burns this for a few years. I'm 60 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, hypnotism is a different category. <laughs> yeah. You should have started when you were four, Phil, but, you know, <laughs> it's all right. I mean, 
Uh, Phil, uh, Phil G, uh, you got anything you want to say to everybody out there? Yes, uh, for anybody out there that's coming to the Las Vegas area next month, uh, I have a show over at the uh, Mesquite Community Theater, October 10th, 8 o'clock p.m. Awesome. Uh, how do they, where do they uh, look to, uh, to get tickets for that show? Um, th- tell them. Tell them to. Uh, well, you tell uh, well, them. The, yeah. Yeah. Contact just contact Tickle Me Entertainment seven zero two eight two five one five three four. Tickle Me Entertainment seven zero two eight two five one five three four. Tickets are ten dollars. Um, it'll be a great time, and uh, you'll have it'll be a lot of fun, Mesquite. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're looking for tickets to any of the shows that uh, uh, Phil Pareto does uh, and Tickle Me Entertainment puts on, uh, the just at, at that phone number, you can you can call and uh, get information on how to get oh, tickets. Oh, by right. the way, I wanted to say that um, in case they're not familiar with it, Mesquite is about 80 miles north of Las Vegas. It's not in the Las Vegas area or okay. in the Las Vegas Valley. It's about 80, 80 miles north, 75 to 80 miles north. Okay, so about 45-minute ride on my motorcycle. Got it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I drive <laughs> a little too fast on the thing. Really. <laughs> Just next to the, the Utah border. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. When Phil performs there, he's the uh, he's the person with the most teeth in in like the entire city. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he smiles and they're like, oh my god, he has a full set of teeth. Wow. So that's it. Just hypnotism <laughs> happens immediately. They see the biggest smile with all yeah. the teeth. And like, oh, forget wow. it. They're hypnotized already. You know, awesome. that's the whole show right there. Well, hey guys, uh, thanks a lot for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you, Joel. We, I mean, we had a great time and. It, an hour gone by and we wow. didn't, even, didn't even feel like it. <laughs> um, I'm uh, JT Foreman. I'm here with these my very good friends, uh, Phil Pareto, uh, Roxy. Roxy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Please say it again. Yeah, my last name or yeah. my first name. You like both. But it's Roxy Shtereva. Roxy Shtereva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil. Phil Gravier. Phil Gravier. Uh, we are the Bitter Comics, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. Peace. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.